Welcome back to the Queen's School Chester podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're talking to Alison Doheny, Lower School Head of Infants, and we're talking to Gemma Glynn, who's Head of Transition and Head of Year 7 at school. This means that these are the perfect people for us to talk to about addressing some of the popular questions parents and pupils have regarding transition at school. So Ali and Gemma are going to highlight some of the tools and methods that the school uses to help pupils and parents with that transition process. And we also find out how parents can help in the process too. But we also find out what Ali and Gemma love the most about ensuring the girls experience a smooth transition, something that's always important. So come with me now as we speak to Ali and Gemma. Ali and Gemma, welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both doing today? Yes, I'm doing fine. We've had a busy day, a busy um, Thursday again. I mean, it's the, coming towards the end of term, so uh, we've been practising for our sub- summer celebration with our infant girls. Um, mm-hmm. Always busy, very excited. They're very excited, which is lovely. So, yes, a busy day here. Yeah, same here, really. It's been really, really hectic getting used to uh, some of the new faces that are going to be arriving in September at our our senior school. Um, Getting ready for sports day, which is always a hectic time, hoping that the weather's going to be good to us. Um, Unfortunately, it's starting to rain again at the moment, so uh, maybe have to make a few adjustments along the way. But yeah, no, it's all, all good. Really hectic. Two weeks to go. So yeah, really good. Perfect. Now, uh, I'd love to ask you both about your own education, because we're going to be looking at what life is like today through your eyes. But I'd love to know a little bit more about your own education. So, Ali, could you start off just by telling us where you went to school and what your own experience of school life was like? Okay, so at primary school, I was in a local primary school, um, which was really close to my house. We just walked to school, me and my sisters each day. Um, A really lovely village school, quite small. And yeah, really enjoyed that. Lots of lots of friends at the time. It was great. And then I moved away slightly to um, so senior school. I went to um, Merchant Taylors in Crosby. So we then mm-hmm. travelled quite far. So I was travelling each day to school. Um, it was a bit of a different experience, especially starting um, senior school. I remember those first days as being quite mm. scary so obviously mm. <laughs> I think it's just all new isn't it um but really you know really enjoyed it felt felt quite excited to become you know to be part of the senior school but it was just that that big step really which is you know mm. what we're going to be talking about um today enjoyed school though worked you know I did work hard I was quite a conscientious student <laughs> and mm-hmm. um yeah and enjoyed it all and yeah went, went to university after that so and which university did you go to I went to Cambridge University, so at Homerton College there, doing maths and education studies. So, okay. um, yeah, and here I am, a teacher, so it was brilliant. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and Gemma, how about you? How, how, was your, how was your school life when you were younger? Um, in, qu- in contrast to, to Ali, I went to quite slightly larger school, not a local school, more of a, a town, based in a town. Um, so my primary school was, sounds like it was a lot bigger than yours, Ali. Mm. Uh, and again, with my senior school, I went to a very large, comprehensive senior school where there was both girls and boys. And I think altogether there was probably about 2,000 pupils in the school. So much, much bigger, uh, bigger school, diff- very different experience yeah. probably to what, mm. to what you had. Uh, went on to do some A-levels at a local sixth form college and then went off to Lancaster University and I did sports science to start with okay. uh, for three years and then left for a while and travelled, went round living in Spain, lived in America for a little while and then came back and did a PGC and then here I am. And was that travelling and living in different countries because of family or just because you wanted to go and experience life in a different country? 
I'm absolutely obsessed with traveling. I absolutely love traveling. And since working in this profession, I've actually managed to travel quite a lot, lots of exciting places um, through my current job at the moment. But when I left university, just had this desire to see the world. So I worked for a local holiday company that no longer exists anymore, Thomas Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. I went abroad, I worked in Mallorca, I worked in Menorca. Uh, and then I led a gymnastics camp over in America in the Adirondacks. And since then, okay. I've gone all over the world since. Gosh, wow. <laughs> Okay, so let's bring it back to school life for the moment. One of the things we're looking at in this episode is is transition. But tell us what transition is and why it's so important in school life. Um, I think, I mean, transition is how um, people really familiarise themselves and prepare for something that's going to happen. I think the probably best analogy really is, you know, imagining you're going on holiday. Now, I know it's been quite a while for people to think about that when they've been on holiday, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you go into, um, what do I need to take with me? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what will it be like when I get there? You know, how long will the journey take and all the rest of it? And you have so many questions. And so through our mm. transition in school, we want to kind of make sure people have the answers to most of those questions before they start, you know, obviously the the children and the parents. So I think that transition time is just so important to kind of answer those questions and make people feel really familiar with the environment and everything. Um, Mm. We have lots of experiences that then the children can enjoy and and come in and visit, which is is really key. And I think it's that familiarisation with environment, really, and coming in to the school see what we do and join in you know and have Mm. taster days um with us so all that part of transition is just getting the children and the families you know used to the setting and also each other so having events where families can meet together um and and, you know join the community really so um Mm. very very valuable experience i was just about to say from the senior school point of view because i work in the senior school we find that the uh, the transition is is about exactly what Ali's just said, but as well as um, you know removing any barriers that may be maybe there you know concerns that people have, maybe special educational needs, and basically just Im- improving their confidence about starting in a new environment. Um, you know, helping develop new friendships. We get usually get the girls into school so they can you know get to know one another, and they become more confident then when they start in September. So what are some of the main sort of questions or or even concerns that younger children might have before moving from one to another? Um, I think really they, you know, you see them when they often come on open days and come to visit and everything. They might be quite clingy and not wanting to leave their parents and everything. I think it's Mm. just as they become more used to it and, you know, come and tour with us, even within the same tour sometimes, you know, they'll start off quite clingy. And then once they see what's happening and they can join in with some of the activities, see some of the children, they start, you know, almost in that same tour, they can be holding hands and skipping down the corridor with you, you know. And that's that's lovely to see because they feel part of it already. And I think that's, you know, that's really important. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, what, was, what was the other part of your question, sorry? Well, just, just really what the questions and concerns are. Yeah, I think um, from parents mainly, it's you know, how, do, how will my child make friends? You know, they always worry about that. How will they, they settle? And if they get upset, will we find out about it? Or, you know, because obviously then there are things that happen and children can get upset. But the communication is the really key thing. So we talk mm. to parents all the time and, you know, we're there to listen. And I think that's, that's key. We give a lot of help with friendship, you know, advice with, with the girls, you know, playing mm. out 
on the playground, little things might occur. Really, it's looking at how they talk to each other. Sometimes mm. you'll you'll find that it really wasn't too much of a concern anyway. They hadn't yeah, maybe yeah. listened to their friend, or they hadn't really realised what their friend meant. Um, so it's you know, and it's just a misunderstanding. So very often, you know, it's just teaching them how to relate to each other and speak to mm. their friend in, in a kindly way and it can all be sorted out. But I think that's a real learning process. They need to be able to learn to do that at a young age and all those experience help in that. And Ali, you mentioned at the start of this episode that you can rem- remember what it felt like in the in the earlier years of a, of, of a senior school. Uh, do you find that that's a helpful thing to, to remember, to put yourself back in those shoes from when you were younger, when you're empathizing I guess what children are going through what girls are going through when when moving from one to another yes I do and I think it is that you know you're looking around thinking what who who can I relate to who would be a really good friend for me and I think children even young children go through that you know they're, they're wondering how they're going to fit in um, mm. and you know I think we all do that as, as human beings actually I mean sometimes um, when parents come to visit with their children it's almost them that are more more concerned or have more worries than the children so that there's there's that all the way through life isn't there I mean as adults we we feel similar to new experiences mm. and I think it's it's that it's kind of that you put up those barriers and if you mm. just imagine you just think no I'm just going to be me I'm just going to do this and just go in and it's it's trying to teach the children to really um be mindful and and try to try to think in that way and is there much that parents can do to help? I mean, you know, because sometimes parents might find it quite hard to put themselves back in the shoes, especially if they don't work in a school. They, they have little connection with the world of, of education today. What can parents do to help? The first thing that we usually recommend is that we get the parents and the children into the school itself. I've been doing that quite recently with quite a lot of our new starters that are started in September giving okay. them a, t- a tour of the school um, and get, giving them an orientation so they, they know the buildings. They might not mm. be able to remember how to get round the place, but they can visualise themselves there a little bit more. And the parents as well, so they can picture where they might be standing watching sports day or where they might be picking the child up from school or where reception is if this child's forgot their PE kit or, you know, think little things like that. So the first step is usually that. And then we encourage them to uh, make sure that we try and either make new friends, like Ali just referred to, making new friends is obviously really important. Sometimes they can come to us if they know a couple of people in the class, they want to mm-hmm. stick together, but we encourage them to obviously branch out and make new friends. Um, and we try and we try and build on that before the summer holidays, they, just before they start in the September. Round about now, we'll be get, putting them in contact with one another, arranging different things for them to, to do, to get to know one another beforehand. So then again, mm. the parents can meet, the, the kids can meet, and it's not quite a big of a shock in September. The other thing we, we use is, is with homework and time management. We advise the parents on how to keep track on, you know, what homework should be due. We have a, an IT system that we use where they can keep track of it and we show them how to use that. Mm. And we talk to them also about the boundaries of using mobile phones and giving them boundaries, basically what they, because when, certainly when they come to senior school, they've become a lot more independent. So yeah. sometimes the parents find that difficult to let go of because they've been in primary school for so long. Yeah. They're suddenly in the senior school and it's a little bit more daunting. Mm. I was just going to add there with lower school, um, with, you know, with the children starting, we go through, we find out lots about the children through 
talking to their nursery practitioners as well, which is really important. So, um, I mean, it's been a little bit different over the last couple of years. We've had phone call conversations rather than actually seeing the children in their nursery setting. But finding out about their, their little likes and dislikes and how they feel about certain things, whether they have particular worries themselves or things that just mm. make them a little bit upset so that we already know lots about those children already um, and just what makes them tick really and what they love to do so that's a really super thing obviously for us as staff but the children then really love the fact that we know them so much um, in that summer holiday before they start school we ask them to make a little scrapbook um, with their parents about all the things they love to do and it gives us that family information um, just lots of like photographs little pictures and it makes them feel so special that first day because they can come mm. in and bring their scrapbook with them um, and then they share it with others in the class they're already you're building that communication because they want to show their, their new friend Look, yeah. look what I've, I've done and they, I think those experiences are really important I and mean, we do have a buddy system so already the children that are starting with us in September have already met their buddy and um, that is in the current reception now obviously they'll be okay. a new one and they've got a little friend already they know the name they've been in a forest experience with them last week and I just think it's so super that they've already built up that friendship um, mm. and it just yeah it makes them feel at home already. Tell us a little bit more about that buddy system. I mean, how does it actually work? Do, do children get to choose their buddy or are they allocated a buddy? How, do, how does it actually look in school? Yes, I mean, with this, um, the transition buddy, it's more set up by, by the teachers. And we do look at, obviously, if they've been in the same nursery in the past as well, because they might know each other, or there might be mm -hmm. family um, links as well, which is always really great. So we look a little bit at, at that um, and then kind of buddy them up. And the first step really is um, that the reception child then writes a little letter. So they write a letter to their new buddy and we send it by post. It comes on their doorstep. Oh, really? Oh, wow. They're really excited yeah. to see it. It's really lovely. And then they feel really special. They've got a letter from their friend. And then from that, when they come to visit um, in a few weeks' time after that, they, they see their buddy and then they spend the, the, the morning with them. And um, mm. So it works really well. And I think they've got that memory then through the summer holidays ready for starting in September because it's mm. such a long summer anyway. I think all children feel that. I mean, with nurseries, it's a little bit better because obviously nurseries are still open through that time. But I think it's a long time for them. Once they've been to see us, we're almost saying, well, have you got your school uniform ready? And then they've got to yeah. wait two months, you know. So it is, yeah. it is tricky. But I think if they've got that little image in their head, their memory of their buddy when they come in, it just mm. helps them settle on those first days, definitely. And what do you see are some of the differences between children when they join in the first week in September compared to, say, the first week after the October half term? How do you see a difference in the children? It's an interesting one, that one, because it's actually like a, a double-edged thing. I mean, you do notice the confidence in the use of the environment and just, you know, being in school. But the interesting thing when you ask that, because you've said like after the, the half term holiday... Children at that stage, very often, that first holiday, it's not as though they've not been there, but they're almost, they're a little bit nervy again. 
because mm. it's a holiday and they've spent a week with their family and then they're like, oh, oh, we're going back to school again. So there was a little bit of that. So obviously, even in those first weekends when in September, it's like, well, I, I, I've done school now. I've done that week. I've done school. So and then they yeah. realise it's, it's, it's for, for a long time. You know? yeah. But they love it. I mean, they, you know, obviously they love the school, but it's, it's yeah. more that they're getting used to that routine as, as, as we do, you know, um, but yeah. the, the big difference in their own kind of self-confidence and ability to make friendships. And obviously, you know, that time they might feel on that, that Monday after half term, Oh, I can't remember. What do I do again? Where do I put my things? Yeah. But once yeah. those minutes are over that first five minutes, they're right back in. And we, mm. we tell we say to each other at our first break time, the teachers were like, it's like we've never been away, you know, because yeah. it literally starts again, which is fantastic. Yeah. We don't have so much of the same experience in the senior school. Once the <laughs> once the, the first week or so is over and they've kind of all met each other, we usually find in October half term they're off, you know, uh, paddleboarding or something together. There's usually some kind of social happening whereby they, they oh. stay in con- connection with one another if they're not going on a holiday. So we tend to find that, they, that we don't have the nervousness after the October half term so much in the senior school. Tell me a little bit about what you love most of all about ensuring that, that the girls have, a, have that smooth transition. Um, I think it's, I, I love meeting new people. So I love meeting the families when they come for open days and all the rest of it. So I think finding out about people is great. I just love that anyway. And also mm. building those relationships over time. Um, as I've mentioned, you know, we have a few opportunities through through their time when they come to visit and all the rest of it over the, the years before they start, you mm-hmm. build those relationships with the family. And I think mm-hmm. a really lovely example was from this year when um, a little girl had been in a couple of times and then, um, you know, came to the most recent experience day and, you know, welcomed her at the door and she just, her whole face lit up and she's like, I know you, you know, she Aww. was just so excited that she remembered who I was. Yeah. And I, yeah. that was that was lovely, you know, because there might have been that little bit of nervousness before that door opened, but then mm. she she remembers. And that's yeah. it's just building up that familiarity. And it, that's what I love most about it, really, seeing mm. the, the children developing their confidence um, and getting to know the families for definite, yeah. I think I would agree, actually. I think to do this job, you have to be quite a chatterbox and you quite have to quite like people. Um, and I, I absolutely love meeting people. I always talk to my, my year group and I always talk about how you can never have too many friends and it's always good to meet new people because you always learn new things. And mm. I think the same, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you meet so many new families, you can help them o- overcome obstacles if there mm. are any obstacles and support them. But yeah, being a chatterbox definitely helps with this job, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. um, I absolutely love the reaction that, you get when you give the girls a tour of the school and I actually can think of an example very recently of a, a young girl who's just starting with us in September um, we gave her a tour and she was behind her mask she was smiling you could tell by her eyes that she was smiling and I said yeah. to her afterwards how do you feel about starting in September and she said that she couldn't wait and she wanted to start straight away so that, that kind of gives you the buzz that you know you, you're doing a good job you're making someone feel happy and I think if you make people feel happy naturally it makes you feel good as well doesn't it so it's like those endorphins (laughs) now we've heard a little bit about school i'd love to ask a quick question to each of you now uh just ignoring covid for a second let's imagine that all travel restrictions are gone uh there there are no issues traveling anywhere in the world be it covid related be it financial related be it climate related where are some of the places you've never been to maybe two places each you've never been to but would love to go to 
That's a really good question. I would absolutely love to go to Australia. It's on my hit list. Okay. I have a big Never birthday coming up this year. And, nope, never. And I was planning on going there for my big birthday this year, but it's not going to happen. So it's going to be on my bucket list of places to right. go. I've got some family right. over there. Absolutely okay. love it. That's on my bucket list. I actually would like to go skiing in Canada as well. And that's uh, one of my uh, things on my bucket wow. list as well. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So Canada and Australia maybe for a significant yeah. birthday. So you could do, could you yeah. do that as a round trip? Maybe it'd uh, be different time to year, <laughs> really, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. might be, okay. might be di- different types of clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely true. that. Ali, how about you? Um, I'd love to go to Iceland, I think, and see the Northern Ooh. Lights. It just, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd just love to do that. Um, and the other place is New Zealand. Um, my sister spent quite a long time there. And unfortunately, at the time, I couldn't go and visit her because I had young children and things. So I just didn't go. But I would love to go to New Zealand. It, it looks amazing and sounds mm. amazing. So yeah. Yeah. a little bit yeah. of a longer, longer journey, but no, I'd love Just that. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, we need we need to bring this episode to a close. But for anyone who's heard anything and might want to get in touch with the school, what's the best way for them to connect? The best way to connect really is via the school website, thequeenschool.co.uk. And all of the information is on that website. So you can email directly or you can email to the office and that information then will get directed to the people who you need to speak to. OK, excellent. We have open days anyway through the year, but um, families are always welcome to come for tours and, you know, have taste days with their with their children as well, which is great. Well, that's great. Well, look, Ali and Gemma, thank you both so much for spending time, taking time out of your day and coming on and telling us what life is like at the school through your eyes and informing us of what life is like going through uh, the transition from one to another. That's That's really good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Simon. Thank you very much. So that was Alison Doheny, or Ali, and Gemma Glynn talking about transition at school. Thank you to both of you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. And for people listening, don't forget you can always get in touch with the school if you have any questions at all about anything you've heard on this podcast. Just visit www.thequeensschool.co.uk for more information. That's the Queen's School with two S's, thequeensschool.co.uk. And somebody there will always be able to help you. And also, while you're here, now is a great time to follow this podcast channel because then when each episode is released, you get a small notification just to let you know that it's there. And that means that you don't miss it. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.